This week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast is sponsored by the band Overend, who have just released their debut self-titled EP that's available on all music streaming services and anywhere online that you can buy your music, if you still buy music online. I probably wouldn't have said that part if this wasn't my band, but it is my band. It is your Jesus-looking, long-haired, Talking Wednesday podcast host, releasing some music and making it the first sponsorship, just so you can see what sponsorships will look like on this channel. Some of you guys have asked about my music in the past. This is a good way to check it out. If you'd like to do that, all the links are in the description on both the podcast services and on YouTube. So if you fancy that, go check it out. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wednesday podcast. This time it's episode 2022 and Jake, Jake, do you know what's going to happen? What? It's coming home. Is it coming home? It's coming home. Your O's on real giddy. It's coming home. I'm saying this though, this is going out um, after the first England match, so we have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, But I would feel it's coming home and also the professionalism there. I didn't mute my laptop and uh, Facebook just went through. (laughs) You didn't actually get a a notification at the start of that there. But um, yeah, I sent you the the Zoom link and didn't close the the uh the page but yeah it's very it's warm in this room so my brain is slowly gonna melt as we go through when dex is uh, edited this he will see the shine on my forehead already yeah it's it's ridiculous so audio audio watches visual watches, watches. people watching this on youtube apologies uh but we're just yes. gonna we're just gonna roll with uh, that today but how's your week been jake you're right uh, not too bad, mate. Uh, I made a mistake before coming on here to try and fill a beanbag up, and then it got everywhere, and I just left it a mess in my front room, so that can be fun later to tidy up. Beanbags oh, yeah. are the devil. I did wonder, because usually if I send you an early link, you jump straight in, yeah. but you were, you were in the middle of beanbag bags. pellets are the devil. To get everyone. How's your week been? Uh, it's all right. I'm back full-time work next week, um, so... Uh... It's going to be quite. I've had to. I've been doing a lot of sort of five k walks, nowhere near runs again, just trying to get my physicality back up again. But I'm going to be by this time next week. I'm going to be knackered, absolutely knackered. Um, so next week will be, be the talking. Was, yeah, I think it's going to be. I thought I was going to get eased back in a little bit, but it looks like I'm getting thrown straight back in. Um, so yeah, it's going that. to be. It's going to be like hitting a hitting a brick wall. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been lovely. It's been lovely in a way to start this podcast and put all the time and effort I've been able to put into it. Um, yep. Obviously, we will say if you keep continuing to support this podcast, one day you never know I might be able to do that and 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 do that as at least half of my week or something, you know. So if you want to keep supporting us financially, some people have been talking about a Patreon and things like that. We do have the YouTube memberships for now, but we are considering all those things. Uh, let's see offers. how much we can do. And we will say something. You will have noticed at the start of this, uh, our first ever sponsorship on the Talking Wednesday podcast. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's cheating a little bit. It's my band's new music. It's so, not cheating. Yeah, but however, um, obviously, because I've run the podcast, we've not paid the sponsorship fees to the podcast. But I put enough money into it anyway. I think we're fine. Um, it's one of those where you'll see this. We're gonna we're doing it as sort of a trial thing. It's a great way. A lot of people on the podcast have 
uh, uh, watched it or emailed me or messaged me on Twitter going, and we know you talk about being a musician, what's what's your music sort of thing. I do a lot of music. I've released sort of an album that's kind of lo-fi synth rock in areas, also quite indie pop rock. It's very lo-fi in terms of like, I didn't want the production to sound too overproduced because I also realized that there were some elements in lockdown when I was, I couldn't get it as pristine as I'd like. So I purposely went down the lo-fi route with it a little bit more, but it does. Some of it you can tell is very not lo-fi and I've kind of, <laughs> kind of played to, with it a little bit. But To be fair, there was a period during lockdown where you're, I'm going to get my EP done. It's like, I have earache. Crap. Yeah, no, I was going. I was going to record it all that week and then do it all the way through. It's uh, some ideas I was kicking around before lockdown and stuff, and I just decided to put everything together and do f- a four-track EP, um, and that's that's out. It's very different. I'm not saying I'm the best musician in the world, sort of thing. It's actually the band thing is um, where I use my training the least because I'm classically trained, uh, you know, fit, style, that sort of vocal. Yeah. In terms of, uh, I do have a, I do have like, obviously, um, compositional training and things like that. But when it comes to, when it comes to hitting on a, hitting on a guitar and, and singing and, and synth work and things like that, I try and use as little as my training as possible. Because I feel if it's too precise, it loses its soul a little bit. Mm. And that's really artsy and artsy fartsy. But like, yeah, I've, I've just, I've thrown that together. So it will be the example to sponsors. Email us talking Wednesday podcast um, for, for ideally James pricing. James wants yeah, a on. beer sponsorship for drinking. That talking Wednesday drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, a very reasonable fees just to help us get podcasts and things like. Because we've been asked about guests and things like that. We there's a lot of guests that say they'll do it for free, but scheduling is difficult. We'd love to be able to sort of tempt them with a with a few quid from the sponsorships we yeah. get, so we can be like, we we want to book you for this time, sort of thing. Um, and that's why if we ever get a bit of an... if we ever get the chance to do it live, we could do it where we could say, "Hey, we'll pay for your bar tab." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's the sort of thing. So the plan, the plan is just uh, the sponsorships are going to work like this. If you want to sponsor Talking Wednesday podcast, you'll get the full thing at the start of the um, of the main podcast. The full sort of like spot. It'll be it'll depend on your levels. I'm doing sort of the mid tier package for the EP where you get the uh the the promo at the start of it you get a couple of pop-ups as banners through the podcast and then on the breakouts we do at least three breakouts a week uh the sort of lower lowest sort of package would be there'd just be a little pop-up with your sponsorship in it through the through the week yeah um and then if you wanted like an actual breakout section like you see those youtubers and they take a clip and say hey this is the blah 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 Different packages, all that sort of thing. We'll see how we roll with it this week. What a lot of people don't realise when it comes to doing something like this, it takes a lot of time and money. And if you, I said to Dex coming on this, I just come on, if you actually see what Dex does behind the scenes to edit this, especially (laughs) when I mess up, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's but this, this is the one thing I really don't. I'm only saying this because we've been asked about ways we can support it. So I thought we might as well now we've got listeners talk about how sponsorship is going to work. This is not me going, oh yeah. We want your money. Give us all your money. Da, 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 da. Oh, look, it's so hard. Look at all the work we do. We do this because we love, we love talking about what we do. You know, um, well, it's love hate with Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> even though, even though apparently sometimes we can smile a bit too much in the downfall of Wednesday, we always try and do have a laugh with it. But uh, it's 
it's one of those things. It's a, it's very much a passion project, but obviously yeah. it does take a lot of work. So if you want to support us, that's one of the ways. If you've got a company you want it sponsoring, hit that email. But that's the way we've done it this week. More housekeeping. Uh, three new reviews this week. Woohoo! We've actually had more than three new reviews, but obviously I only read the five-star reviews. We've had a couple of three-star reviews. They're not quite sure on us. And we've had uh, one or two one-star reviews. So we hate you eternally, whoever's done that. So if you are a fan of the podcast... <laughs> Please go and uh, leave us five star reviews because that's the thing. When you get, when you get, like, we did that, I did that going bus video. Mm. So we thought a lot of people found the content, also brought some trolls out, then they find the review. Lit. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. So make sure you, uh, if you do genuinely like this, take that little bit of time out of your day and it helps uh, give us, us a five star review. Just helps us push it to more people. Exactly. And if you do that, you will get read out just like the first one. Today is obviously five-star reviews, and you've got to leave some comments, otherwise we yep. can't actually see who's reviewed it. It says, uh, it's from Chunk Pig, who says, Great podcast, we're all Wednesday, aren't we? Watched since the first episode. Good watch for Wednesday fans. Lighthearted with serious points at times. Great mix for an easy watch on a Sunday evening. Keep it up, lads. If Chansiri pulls his trousers up and sorts out the current situation, I'm sure this podcast will be massive in the future. Fans are disconnected at the moment, but hopefully that will all change. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? Thank you very oh, much, Chuck Pig. The next one is from Dankathon1000, uh, who says, perfect for any SWFC fan. This is a quality podcast for any Sheffield Wednesday fan. All the important news that I want to keep up to date with. Keep up the good work, lads. Thank you very much, Dankathon. What a name. Uh, the next one is from RopeyMJ, uh, says... Great, great podcast. Love it. Mad Wednesday fan, MJ1867 with a little owl emoji. Thank you very much for the reviews this week, guys. As we say, if you can't support us financially, reviews are a great way to yep. show your support of this podcast as well as liking and subscribing to the channel because still like 70% of the people who watch the content have not pressed a red button, which you don't realize how much that helps. But enough of all that. Uh, let's get in to the... The the news week. It's a very slow news week. There isn't much. So when you do a news based podcast, this is when it would have been perfect for our oh, guests yeah. to reply to the to the emails <laughs> when they say they're going to come on. Um, it would have been a great week for them to reply to their emails, but we uh, we're going to go we're going to go with the news because there is news in fairness, yes. and also the great thing is there's the Euros, so. We have got plenty to talk about, and it starts with something we kind of glossed over. We only spoke to, spoke about it for a couple of minutes last week, yeah. um, but it is very relevant in terms of Julian Berner. Looks like there's something a little bit more to this now. I spoke last week about Build, uh, which is apparently, someone said, take it with a pinch of salt. It's like the sun in Germany. Mm. Um, but like, it does seem to be gaining traction now with our local journos sort of jumping on it and things. The Han there's a Hanover 96 link, and it looks like, actually, Burnham might be off now. Obviously, I said that we'd heard from people that he did originally want to stay after relegation and things like that. But it could be a case of we might not be able to afford him now, mm. and it might, be, it might be a genuinely mutual sort of termination of contract is in the best interest of the club, and I think that's when we would see him go. What do you think? Yeah, if, if the finances are bad as we keep thinking they are, in a sense... People are going, yeah, it's gonna, we're not going to get any money for him, but if he's on a lot of money wages-wise, it might be the only way we can actually go, you know what, you, you've been here, you've done well for us, you tried your best, it didn't work out, 
if you need to go, you go. And it's also an the case of where his family didn't come over. His family is still in Germany. Every international break, he would go back to go see family. His is family... that confirmed now? Because she yes. said this last week and I wasn't sure. No, yeah. Yeah, family hasn't cool. been over. Uh, so I get, I kind of get that a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, we're in a cost-cutting situation at Wednesday now. So if it means some mm-hmm. players have to mutually accept and go, and we lose money on them, we have to do that. Because we, we now know roughly what the situation is behind the scenes. Not everything, because we still haven't had any information come out, which is really annoying. But good luck to him. I know he had a, there was a love-hate relationship with some fans with him. Uh, some people loved him, some people hated him, and I think that's just what you get for being a Wednesday player, really. I don't, I don't think there was much hate there. I think I've seen some of it recently, as you always do on Twitter, but mm. like, he might have not had the best season this season, but we've got to remember that we were, we, uh, we used the Harry Maguire song for Julian Burner and referenced yep. his, uh, his manhood size in the yes. song and things like that. Julian Burner was a, f- a burner. I've done it again. Was the uh, fans' favourite for a little while mm. um, because you got to remember when he signed for us, he came off the back of... Well, we're in an embargo when we signed him. Yep, but he also came off the back of Michael Hector, who was a mm. fan favourite who went on loan who came on loan and obviously couldn't come back to us. And the the ideal thing for that season is, can we get somebody of Michael Hector's quality in? Yeah. And in that first season, Burner was that. Yeah, he was. You know, he did, he did become that. And it was, it was like he was, he was taking Hector's role and we didn't miss Hector as much because of it. In fact, I know a load of people were saying, can you imagine if we had Burner and Hector in the I same side? Back, that would have been good. It would have been excellent for us. You know what but, I'm uh, going to miss when he goes, though, is when they do, like, the behind-scenes training, you just see him with a big smile joking around. I think I think what I, I'm concerned about is character losing. Mm. We've lost some good characters in that dressing room as well. I, I always look back to um, Carlos saying, like, he let Semedo and the... Well, they let Semedo and the likes go too early because mm. things started to fall apart behind the scenes in that promotion run. And this is a very different situation. We actually financially probably have to get rid of players. Let's let's look at it realistically. Yeah. But Bernard does seem like a very, very solid professional. And I do think he'd have been great for League One. Yeah, definitely. Because he, he of what are our... battling centre-back. What centre-back options have we got now? Because Urugidi... Well, there's been no updates, but it looks Hutch, like he could still be off. Hutch, I offer Dunkley, uh, the young lad, uh, Brennan, is it? Yeah. Uh, is that it? I, that might be I mean, it. Palmer's played on the side of a back three, hasn't he? Yes. But there's rumours that we will play with a back three. Mm, so he did that why at are we get If we're getting rid of centre-backs, why are we, how are we going to play with a back three? You, you think we couldn't, surely. It also so. makes you wonder what the planning is behind the scenes because one of the things is that we're all like looking, we've been like looking at players who could possibly come to Wednesday. We don't know what Moore's list is. Moore's list mm. might be done and dusted and it could be a handful of loans and some lower league players. Let's be honest, since this finance stuff's come out, we've not heard from Moore. We don't know. Uh, if... we'd, we'd heard once, I think. Have we? I think... Oh, was that I thought the interview before? was before. Oh, no, was it just was before, before, wasn't it? Yeah, so we haven't heard like, anymore. My, con- my concern would be how tied into the finances is this, this more situation. And 
could we be even without a manager? Hopefully not, because the thing is, the only positives that I'm still clinging on to with Wednesday at the minute is, we seem to have a, is Darren Moore and the fact that he's got players that want to play for him there. Yeah. I think Burner will probably be on 20k plus mm. or yes. 18k plus, which for League One is a little bit too much. We knew, we'd, if, we knew we'd lose players, let's put it that way. I think it's just, it's certain players who may not have been on the list of who we thought might have gone. Yeah. I saw somewhere, was it you who sent me it? A oh, wages yeah. list, or was it, a, was it a listener that sent me it? Because uh, I've not put it in the document, but I got sent. You tell me some of your favourite burner memories, and I'm going to just have a look, because I think somebody sent me a wage breakdown in the DMs. I, Let me my, one, of, one of my favourite memories was that just that clearance, and he celebrated like it was a penalty, just got a goal, goal. The thing about Burnett, he was always smiling, but he was always trying to keep people upbeat, even when it looked a bit bad. So when we would concede, he would be the one player you see clapping his hands, saying, come on, we can do this, let's go. He was that kind of cheerleader that you needed. and. Did he get, he got two goals, didn't he? Both against Cardiff. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. Um, so he does have goals in it. It's just it's just a shame it's not he's not gonna be able to stay because I thought him in League One would have been ideal. And I know people have said yes, he's been caught out of position a couple of times this season, but I think this season it's very hard to judge some of the players because it's just been yeah. a poor season. A poor season, everyone looks bad. Take this with a pinch of salt, right? Because um, I, I, I don't know how much I buy this, but looking at the others, it could be around that. Um, this is the same place as that was reporting Jordan Rose was on like 35k. Yeah. Burner isn't on as much as we think. If this is anything to go by, he's on 12k. Right. Uh, which would make... I, I don't... I think it's more around the 15. It's got to be around a little bit more. Mm. But if you look at the hierarchy here, it would make sense if we were trying to reduce the wage budget when we were signing players. Because yeah. you've got Rhodes on there at 35, Kieran on there at 30, Barry Bannon on 27, Izzy Brown on 26, but I don't think we were paying it all. This is obviously with last season in mind. This is why there's players that aren't here. Adam Reach, 23. Um, Tom Lee's 22. Juice Van Aken, 20, which would have been ridiculous. Bloody but we were hell. Paying. But we were paying a lot of players that mm. at the time. Um, yeah, Aidan Flint, 18k. Jack Marrier, 18k. Callum Patterson, 17k, which I'm like, what? Mm. What? There is some things in here. I think what they've, what this might have done, but the, there's things like he, here, there's Irrigidi, 710 pounds. I could believe that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Wildsmith. Five thousand one hundred pounds. Uh, Delhi Basharu five thousand three hundred pounds. Kieran Brennan eight hundred and thirty pounds. Alex Hunt nine hundred pounds. Mm. Jay Dunkley eight point four. So what this says to me? Oh no, this could be legit because we said this live, didn't we? Uh, I can cut this out if not, punk. Remind me, I'll do a timestamp. But where have we been? To we have been told, and we can say that. Callum Patterson has been told that he can go. Yes. Is he the one, one of the ones? Callum Patterson, can... Callum Patterson says he, it's, it's a mixture. Callum Patterson said he can allegedly. go. Callum pa allegedly. Or Callum Patterson has asked to go. Right. Okay. It's, if one of those one would, place, that would, that would make, make sense. sense. 
because if he was on, if he was on, the only players in and around that that are still here are Burner, mm. who is apparently on the same wage as Pelopassi, right? Was so yeah. that would make sense why we got rid of Pelopassi. Uh, Luongo is apparently on 14k, but you probably want to keep Luongo. You couldn't keep them all on, but you, you'd understand why you'd want to get rid of Patterson there because all the players on more wages that would make Patterson our highest paid player. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Gary, though, uh, yeah, we Par- apparently, players. apparently, Liam Palmer's on 12, which is but then again, did he get a new contract? He did, he did, get he, a new get, he got a new contract that time, yeah, which, which also would make sense because. Um, you look at well, look at Shay Dunkley. If that's right, he's on eight. That show will always start trying to cut that way. But what, does it have Windass on? That's the thing I was looking for. Windass. I can't find Windass on it. Oh no, yeah, Windass apparently eight point one. See, which so, would make sense why we were keeping Windass exactly. So that there's a bit of truth for it. There might be a little bit of truth on that then. So yeah, if, I don't want I don't want to take this as as obviously gospel, gospel but it does yeah. it does look like common sense this as well you know if you if you have a look at it but yeah che dunkley 8.4 8, 8. domi offer 8.4 cam dawson 9.4 if you think about when these players got new contracts it makes sense because liam palmer yeah. liam palmer got a new contract around the time where you're looking at um if we got promoted to the premier league you need your homegrown players that have cut players that have come through your academy Wait, so he pa- w- Patterson wouldn't be a high-paid player. It'd be Bannon. Bannon's on like 20 or Oh, 27. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about Bannon. Yeah, Bannon would be on there. But he'd be our second-highest-paid player. Because the only ones on more than Patterson, according to this, were Marriott, Flint, Van Aken, Tom Lees, Reach, Brown, Westwood, Rhodes, and obviously Bannon. So and before you talk about Westwood, he got a new job as a gardener. I thought that was <laughs> I've awesome. Seen that. I've seen the picture with the... Uh... With the him in his garden and everybody underneath him going, no, but I know a team that knows a goalkeeper. <laughs> Needs a goalkeeper because he was like, does anyone need a gardener? Um, I just love that wind off said, yeah, you by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, if, if so, I think we got wind on good money. Mm. And it sounds like he wants to stay. He's very pally-pally with Bannon. Um, I, I, I think wind in a League 1 team could do really well. I do too, but I also thought Burner could do, but I think it could do a job as well. But I think that must it must be a money thing. It's got to be a money thing. It's, it's been be. reported these these salaries are potentially correct. So whoever sent me that, um, thank you. I'm not. I'm obviously not gonna. I don't know if they wanted me to uh, say who it was. Oh, so oh, oh, all we'll say was. thank you for that. Information. But it's actually it's also if you do some digging, you can find that as publicly available information. Yeah. So that's what I just did as well, just to check that I could read it out. So um, yeah, it's. It's quite, it's quite interesting, but I think Berner will, I think he'll go for financial reasons, which is quite sad in a way, but yeah. any last thoughts on him before we move on? Uh, good luck to him. He's done really well for us while he's been here. Um, Apart from last season, but then again, nobody else did. Yeah, it's it just one thing. thing. When we got him in, we were in a pinch. Uh, no one really knew who he was. He was unknown. He came in, he did well, and he came into, let's be fair, a very unsettled team because... He came in, Drew leaves, and then Lee Bullen's in, and then Gary Monk's in. So he came mm-hmm. into something that wasn't very settled to start with. So the fact that he managed to managed to have a decent little bell while he'd been with us is brilliant. Exactly. So, well, thank you very much, Berner. Yeah. And uh, we'll never get to pronounce your names and name the wrong way if you do leave. Oh, yep. a hiccup. Lovely. That'll be in the middle. I'm not editing that out. 
That'll be in the <laughs> middle of a topic there. So, uh, podcast listeners, you are audio listeners and, and long long podcast watchers. You've you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> next up, just a quick one. This one we're not going to do another topic on him, but there's an update on Griffiths. We are fully linked with him now. I'm just going to yeah. reply to be a scout. Um, so, Birmingham Live have now reported that we're in the race for him. So, um, that's just an update that it is very much a case of now journalists are saying we are in the, the race for him, not just speculation pieces. The Cheltenham manager, however, is evident, uh, confident that Griffiths wants to go back to Cheltenham. But this again. is where Darren Moore could have the upper hand because I think he's worked with him before in the youth academy section. So you might, or you might have that link where he can go, well, you know what I've done before? Do you want to come and try something different? It's also a case of um, player clubs don't always give the player their wish. No. If a club goes in for the EBA, oh yeah, it makes sense maybe. But would you want to go to a team that are fighting to get... If you're West Brom, yes, that Cheltenham side might do quite well in League One, but it's a gamble. You've got, mm. and to be honest, with Wednesday, the news, a, a gamble. massive gamble as well. But it's a case of who's more likely on paper, probably Cheltenham, but, <laughs> but who's more likely to get promoted out of League One? <laughs> Cheltenham probably more likely to go str- go do the double up than us go straight back up, given our situation. But like, you would think... You've that... been somewhere defend, we're probably set on to do the double going the other way. Yeah, logistically though, if you're West Brom, you think, yeah. send him to Sheffield Wednesday. Especially if, if you, you want him to get used to development. Well, if you want him to get used to playing in front of a big crowd, but we eventually allowed him. That's yeah. the, one of the things that people used to always say about why why they send the players to Wednesday is Alec Ferguson said it well when we had uh, Chris Eagles back in the day. He said, "I sent him there because they get big crowds, and you get to understand what it's like to play in front of fans that are really happy and going, but then fans that are turned in an instant." And yep. sometimes you don't you don't get that at certain clubs. And even if you go to like, there's no disrespect to Chelsea, but it's not going to be the same as twenty five to thirty thousand hill full for whatever their ground capacity is. No, even if you think of clubs that are going to be in the Premier League, I don't ever think. And this is no offense to those clubs because I think these clubs have been run very well and they're doing very well. And I don't see. So what are you? Them. What are you going on with club being running well? Are you just going on our situation to go? No, yeah, no. no. Really... Well, I say like, look at the look at they the are, size though. of like yeah. the the stadiums for like you look at Bournemouth, Brentford, and things like that. And the I don't ever see them as intimidating places to go. Mm. Yes, their sides are intimidating, but in terms of like the atmosphere, I never think it's. Mm. I always think I always think our away fans are out sync because. Yeah. We take numbers. I'm not saying they don't take numbers. You've got to be really careful with all this. But like, you go to Hillsborough and you get Hillsborough rocking. It's yeah. It is still what it's. It's got to be one of the best experiences. In the, and I'm taking that off what you see from other fans that come in and go, Jesus Christ, what an away yeah. day. Do you know what I mean? Like that. But then you also get it where you get home fans who see our waste for it and goes, they outsung us for the entire ninety, even when they were losing. What the hell? Yeah. We're used to failure. Right, yeah. so um, next up, talking about being used to failure, it's lovely to see that when we were successful, the, there's an assistant manager of Carlos that's now gone into the Premier League. So Carlos is winning trophies. Yep. His assistant is now managing Wolves. So Bruno Lage or Large, um, has been appointed as Wolves manager, replacing Nuno Espirito Santo. He was part of the backroom staff and the assistant to Carlos during our... 
Carlos era at Sheffield Wednesday. So the assistant is now managing yeah. the pre- the assistant of Carlos got to the Premier League before Sheffield Wednesday did. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. The assistant, right? In fairness, he's he's gone on to be a manager in his own right. He went to Benfica yeah. B originally um, and did very well. He got Dango he went there in 2018. Win percentage of 61% there. Uh, well, 62 if you round it up. Um, and that was for Benfica B just for that. It was only for six months as well. And then he got the full Benfica job. Now he was there for a year and got a 67% win percentage which is which is decent however um i will say that that it, there is the league quality in question here because i'll take this straight from what wiki said about it on the 29th of june 2020 large made his uh, lage i don't know how to say it made his position available after equalizing benfica's worst ever series of results two wins in 13 matches in the 2001 season um and it's and establishing a record of five consecutive matches without a win at um, the stadium, which included defeats to Braga and Santa Clara. So he was on a bit of a bad run and he got the Wolves job. So it's a very impressive 67% of yeah. the Benfica first team is a very impressive win percentage. Let, but I think you're more expected to win in that league yeah. if you're going to be one of the tops. You know? But let's also say it's no surprise that Wolves have gone to a Portuguese manager. No. Because it, you could see gone. Carlos has probably could have gone that if he wasn't in the if he boyhood club. Yeah, I think he'd. Uh, I think he'd have definitely done. Carlos would still do a job. That's the thing. Um, I think. Well, actually, no. I'm. I'm not. There's. There's still people way too stubborn at this club to ever admit this. But looking back at it, we always used to go. Oh, his backroom team was awful and things like that. And we. He left us in such a bad position. You Looking back you in hindsight, we, he, I think he'd have, if he'd have managed, if he'd have had a chance to rebuild with things, I think we'd have, we'd have still been all right. I think he was a good manager. I think, I don't think our, I think we only had a brief sp- spell where our injuries weren't bad. Yeah. When he, when we, we sorted it out and rechecked and changed it again with Bruce, but we still got unlucky with injuries. Look at last season. Yeah. You know, and Carlos has not been here for a long time. I think it's very easy to blame him and, to see I, his assistant go on and now managing the Premier League, it's just... I think the annoying thing for me with Carlos was that we finally got a manager that was being consistent in terms of being here and staying here. And that's the one thing that you notice, that clubs that do well, their manager's there for a while. So they get to build something, they get to rebuild, they get to have, make the changes that they think need to do. Carlos was the only manager we've had in such a long time that got that chance. He was here for three seasons three and a half-ish, uh, and got that opportunity. Since then, who've been able to build anything? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, all the, all the best to Wolves. Yep. The only people who use Hi-Ho Silver Lining that I think have probably got as much right to use it as we have, because they've been using it for a long time. Yeah. Um, however, Villa, no. To be fair, you know what the great thing is? He'll hear that and he'll get memories. You are. He'll hear hi ho, the yeah. the wolf version. He'll go hi ho, no wrong line, wrong line. <laughs> um, but yeah, all all the best to yeah. him. Um, oh, we're just we're so far away from it all, aren't we, mate? Yeah. And uh, transitioning into a topic now, where Sheffield Wednesday 
could be still paying players that decide to walk away from Sheffield Wednesday and terminate the contract. So, last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of talk around it. Players thinking of handing in their notice. Apparently, the priority at the minute, the murmurs coming out of the club are the financial situation is above all else. Yeah. Obviously, that's the way it had to go. Now, this is taken from the star. Explains it a little bit more. Why Sheffield Wednesday, uh, quote, sorry, why Sheffield Wednesday will still be paying their release plays next month, even if they find new clubs. The EFL's rules and regulations say if a player's application is successful, he should continue to receive from his club as a severance payment his, his weekly basic wage for a period of one month from the expiry date of his contract or until the player signs for another club, whichever period is shorter, provided that where a player signs for a club within one month at a reduced basic wage, then his old club shall make up the shortfall in basic wage for the remainder of the month. For example, with Rose joining Huddersfield, if he's earning less than what he earned at Hillsborough, then for one month, the Owls will pay the shortfall between the two basic wages, end quote. Right, so what this basically means is if they leave and they don't get other clubs, we've still got to pay them fully. Yep. Right? So if they leave so and they get another club straight away, we've got to pay the shortfall. If they, We've still got to pay money even if they leave. Yep. So this is what I found really interesting because people are like, why haven't such and such like Reach and Westwood found clubs yet? There's your answer. They're sorted. So That is your answer. I, it does do the thing where you're like, right, there's a, uh, there's, I, I don't mind with Westwood so much, but the fact no. is Reach is very clearly going to get another club and he could have done us a favour. There is players that could have done us a favour by finding new clubs but, straight away. But let's also put it the other way around. How bad the players have been treated by not being paid on time, do you think they really want to do the club a favour? No, but I always think you should do the fans a favour and if you can help mm, because you're true. still going to get that. You're still going to get the money you were owed eventually and you might as well. If I was in that situation and there were offers on the table, I'd go... It's better to get yeah. your future sorted now and then go on yeah. holiday. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I, I would go. I, you'd still go on holiday. You'd just agree to sign to a contract uh, to a club, and then say, "I'm well, I'm going, and I'll be back for preseason." Mm. You know, I um, I think it's weird that Rhodes took so much money off us, and if he's earning slightly less, we'll still be paying the shortfall for this month. That's just that, that just <laughs> really ranked you on it. It's, it angered me. I was like. <laughs> Are you serious? How much money we have spent that, that, on Jordan that, Rose? That's why you saw him going like that on the picture. For anyone that I'm doing the... And he didn't even... <laughs> he didn't even leave us a message going, oh, thank you for the fans. So, yeah, obviously it didn't work out at the club and I, I couldn't hit a barn door for three seasons before. But, like, he didn't, like... He didn't... He didn't say anything. <laughs> at all. He just went and straight away he was like, oh, I'm back at where my heart belongs. I'm, I'm in Huddersfield. Heart, but heart belongs and they've given me a contract till 34, but it's all about where my heart belongs. And he's just there flicking through his cash going, oh, look at this till 34. My legs have gone, but that doesn't matter. This is a bit where I really like pay. Jordan Rhodes. But I really like Jordan Rhodes' character, by the way. So I'm joking, yeah. obviously. This is, this still... is a bit where he gets his money off uh, chance here and he's got it in Monopoly money and gone. There you go. I was still, I was still, I was, I was a little bit like it. It went against who the guy he seems to be that he didn't mm. say anything to the fans when he left. And yeah, yeah, you're not owed anything there. But the fact we've we've paid him shortfall there, <sighs> football. That's if game. he's on less. Can you knowing Huddersfield wage structure? They've probably 
this probably gave him the same wage, just for nostalgic reasons. But yeah, it means that all those players we released, we still pay. Um, we paid the shortfall if Ju- Juice Van Aken's been earning less, and if he was earning twenty k, that's probably cost us yeah ten k for him yeah. leaving. Um, there's there's players yeah. that we've released with Pelopessi who's not found a club yet, has he? Um, nope. A lot, so- a lot of who have left haven't found clubs yet. That's ridiculous. Can you imagine leaving a club? And what? What I don't get is why someone hasn't gone for like Kieran Weffer as an example, an experienced keeper. I still don't get why we've released Kieran Westwood. Can you imagine if it's for? Can you imagine? <laughs> end of the season, end of transfer window. Sheffield Wednesday announced Kieran Westwood. Why? <laughs> It'd be the most Wednesday thing to do. Well, we did it with Hutchinson, so it's yes. not like. It's not like completely unreasonable to think that we think, all oh, right, Westwood's gone. We've paid him in severance, all of that. Oh, he doesn't really want to move. How about we just give him a smaller contract and now he comes back? Hutchinson came back on that, you know? Yeah. We still haven't sorted the goalkeeper situation. We'll talk about that slightly later on. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about this then? What do you think about um, the wages? Do you think it's a, it's obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a very good rule for clubs in financial trouble. It, but... It's not a good rule, but at the same time, I understand it, but when you think about, so this month technically we'll still be paying, we'll see the benefit at like back end of July where we got less money on which the wages. Which means we can't bring more, but yeah, which means we can't yeah. bring players in until. Which could, which could be the reason why we're not getting anyone in or we're not hearing about anyone close to being done apart from that youth team lad. That I, could be the reason why everything's been held to the chest. I will say that I saw some people um, and you sent me this uh, when we're looking at things. We see what the fans say. We look. We keep an eye on the groups and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, and some people were talking about like, well, the Thai, the chance series cash flow problems. It's it's more of a case of like the Thai currency is not holding up well against the pound. And a lot of Wednesday fans believe that. That's not true. Please don't believe everything you read on Facebook because yes, it was the the. Um, the Thai bat, I think it's called, the bat yes. or something, was um, was like 51 equivalent to our one. And that was the sort of when Chancery bought the club. Now, there's been a... Don't get political. There's been a, there's been a, a, a landscape of change over uh, this country in the past few years. And um, ever since that landscape of change before that, before that, just before that, those two years, the the uh, the pound had got stronger against Thai currency. Mm. So the year he bought it, it was fifty one, and then it had dropped for a few years, and then a, a change had a, a came into this country. Okay, and uh, something that meant that the pound, even though we try and say it is, it's losing its value, and it is actually the Thai the Thai thing is at almost its second strongest against the pound now than it has been since Chancery bought the club. So even though it was falling, since this 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 change in the country, it's actually it's actually worth more again. Yeah. So the only, the only thing I think that's not be, true. The only bit I can see being a little bit true is how difficult it is to get large sums of money out of the country. Yes, that bit is very uh, that very bit is very key in the fact that because um, he's not wanting to get like thousands out, he's probably trying to get millions out. 
trying to trying to trying to get money through cash flow and things like that when a lot of the regulations are changing are difficult. Okay, mm. and to be honest, Thailand's not really massively affected. And I, I but one thing I will say is the you will find I noticed this when I was looking at oh I'd like to go on holiday again. The 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 pound is falling, and uh, it's almost as if I told you so. But I didn't. I'm not going to say I told you so. But it's uh, we're going to be in a stage of of recoup for the next sort of like 25, 30 years before we start to see something solidifying. We're not going to see drastic. You're effects getting political away. again. I am, but no. um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I said I'd try and keep it out of the podcast. But let's be honest, uh, massive lefty long hair, all of that. Let's let's see that in the comments. But it's uh, I'm also not not like fully just saying, but like let's. Take all that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying. And uh, let's just say that don't believe everything you read on Facebook, basically. There we go. That's how we got out of this mess in the first place, okay? But I saw a lot of people talking about it, and a few people have been saying that ta- it's everywhere struggling, right? Because of COVID, but it's, uh, it's not struggling... I looked at the I looked at the year's history of the Thai currency against British currency... Uh, against... Um, great british pound it is not as bad as it's been made yeah. out to be it's actually on the rise again so um yeah that's not the issue that's not the cash flow issue but anyway punk do you want to save me here should we uh, yeah do you so, have any any more thoughts on the players not getting paid basically if we still got to pay them for the shortfall or whatever it's going to be tricky to get players in we already know that because due to the account situation as well everything at the moment is financially waiting i can understand you want to get the wage situation sorted then the accounts and then hopefully we can get the embargo lifted because the great thing is that james is going to love this when we start doing if that at work and there he goes hey james the accounts are out oh god not yeah. the accounts again where you got well, to look through it all that's the thing that's going to suck a little bit about it is um i'm not going to be able to be as quick on the pulse as yeah. i was uh with stuff which we know with this platform it's very yeah. easy to uh do it that way but uh yeah we'll it's it. uh let's just move on from finances i'm tired i'm really yep. tired of it and uh yeah yeah oh god somebody's gonna have a pot for me being political on me it, <laughs> it always happens oh keep politics out of it uh let's not even get started on the euros don't oh. follow my twitter if you don't want some of that um right <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday look to bring in the 32-year-old striker. Now, uh, we got us in the community tab too. Yep. To talk about it, we'd already got in the document. So I'll let you, um, you brought this one to my so, attention. Sheffield Wednesday look to sign Lee Gregory from Stoke City. Source exclusive real to the football world. Good target man. Strong up front. He's best bell person, I think, was when he was at Millwall. He is a Sheffield lad. He's born and bred in Sheffield. I believe he supports the other side and his brother supports Wednesday. I'm not too sure what it is. I keep thinking it feels like a Harry Maguire situation. Says he supports one, says he supports the other. I'm not bothered. If he puts on the shirt and he does well, good. 32, yes, you look at the A, but when you're looking at that league, someone as that kind of target man, bully somebody off the ball, you might need it. You know what I mean? To kind of get those kind of goals. Hasn't had a great record since he's been at Stoke, I've got to admit. Uh, like, they best record when he was at uh, Millwall. But that, it's the kind of player we're looking at now. We're either going to get young players or you're going to get 
really old players or coming to the twilight. When I don't think you say you're getting the middle of the road players now. If you know what I mean? I'm looking at his career, and he is a he is <laughs> he's got League One written all over him. Even though he's a he's a Millwall hard lad by the looks of it. He's like mm. one of those those strikers. What you you will be linked with in this. So yeah, he was really he he came up through the United Academy. Was released in 2003. Yeah. Um, I think we were. I think we were linked with him before he went to Stoke as well. Yeah, he went through. He's, he's played for Harrogate and Halifax as well. <laughs> played for Halifax for three years. Um, then Millwall for five, and then Stoke went on loan to Derby. Scored three in eleven, which is not bad actually, because that no. was this year. It's got to be a free transfer, right? Stoke have released it. Yeah, because there's no way we're into yeah. Um, free transfer, so, decent. He suffered a season-ending injury at the start of April, so he's coming back from injury. So he's perfect fit for Wednesday, actually, because but three got three goals in eleven in the championship for Derby. Obviously, they were a side that was struggling. I think, I think this would be a good good link. Actually, yeah. I think this would be a good signing because we have we haven't got strikers that can hit a barn door at the minute. Well, Windass, we have got only... Windass, the Barthay only one. We've we got it... one recognised striker because I still agree with people. Patterson's one of the players where you don't know where his best position is. We tried him at strike, he did well, but either here, there, plays anywhere. If, say, I think it's a Westwood then, Jesus. Say our goalkeeper, whoever we pick, gets injured, lobbing the gloves, he might go in net. Yeah. Actually, no, if I'm our not... goalkeeper got injured or we ran out of subs or he got sent off, Hutch would probably don the gloves again. I think he'd be, um, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be. A great signing, actually. Mm. For the league we're going yeah. into, it, it would be decent. I've not watched him recently, though. That's the thing. And I, I like to usually have a little bit more information. Obviously, you brought this one to us. Um, have his legs gone? Not as such. They haven't gone properly, but they're on the verge. Put it that right. Because the thing is, um, looking at his statistics and things, you wouldn't think his legs had gone. And you'd say he's probably got another year. But it could come to Wednesday and his legs could go. But For I guess me, it's, worth it's more the, the hold-up play that he'll be able to offer. Right, okay. Because that's what we don't have. We've missed like that general hold-up play just to get people in to position since we all know who left. Should, so I, do my, gonna... uh, should I do my general FIFA stats that see, some people yeah, seem to still enjoy this segment? So, but better than the players we've been linked with recently, right? 68 oh, nice. striker, silver. Silver Common, 67 pace, 66 dribbling, 66 shooting, 28 defending, 54 passing, and 76 physical. So for League One, it'd be a great card, actually, if we're, mm. I do the, the full-on League One to the Champions League career, which I think I probably will do, because that excites me quite a bit, actually. Uh, but I think... I think he'd be a great signing, actually, looking, yeah. at, looking, at, look at, just looking into what I've seen there. I'd like to... I'd like to look at some footage of him a little bit more recently. I'd, his injury history makes it more of a realistic target for Sheffield Wednesday, I'd say. The, the, the getting back from injury, it strikes me a little bit like the Shea Dunkley kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But once you get in, you'll get your football kind of thing. But we need to get you fit. Yeah. Um, let's, see, let's see what happens with him, but he's might also... Develop, might not. We are going to be in competition for him, so... Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to a player here. So now, 
one part I do is I keep an eye on all the clubs, and around this time of year, I keep an eye on. Uh, I keep an eye on players that are getting sold, the likes. Yep. So, uh, sorry, sold and released. And one of the players that got released is Brentford have just released their retain list and their release lists, and they have released Luke Daniels. Now there'll be a few people cringing at this because I'm talking about a 33 year old goalkeeper who's not played that much recently. Goalkeepers, age-wise, always take it with pinch of salt because goalkeepers can go for ages. Well, this is all my own work, so let me read what I've written. Pat go. myself on the back. I've, I've done some work. Um, so I've been looking at Brentford's release players that they've announced this week. Um, I've just said this. Luke Daniels is amongst them, and we need a goalkeeper. He's 33. He's got League One written all over him, and I'm only highlighting him for us because of his cup run for Brentford last season when they had injuries, which actually got him goalkeeper of the tournament. So 36 appearances in the last four years is rough for a goalkeeper, but he has be, been behind Raya, uh, Raya at Brentford in fairness yeah. to him, you know, and Bentley before that. So you've got to remember that goalkeepers are going to bring experience. What we don't have in our goalkeeping ranks at the minute is experience. Before that, he made 109 appearances for Scunthorpe before moving to Brentford, so he knows the lower leagues and he knows League One. That'd be decent. So at 33, I thought his experience could be decent for Wednesday. Thomas Frank said when he was released, Luke has done a great job for us since he came to the club four years ago. He's one of the players that helped build the culture in the dressing room, so he's a team player. He is a top professional has played a big part in driving the team to a high level. Yes, he's going to say nice words when he's released. They've just been promoted to the Premier League, they're going to say. Yeah. But what I have seen is a lot of fans going, don't downplay your involvement. You were a big part of the squad. Yeah. Because he's obviously spoke to the fans saying that, he's uh, saying that he's left and he was happy to be a part of Brentford, all of that. And the Brentford fans have going, really don't downplay your involvement with the squad. I think, I think this would be a decent experienced goalkeeper to bring mm. in if we could get him on decent wages because he knows League One yeah. before that. And he's 33. He's probably only going to want a couple more years in the game. What do you think? It's a good... It's, it, the thing is, when I was looking at goalkeeper, I got one to bring to the table as well, who might be good yep. for League One. When you're looking at goalkeepers, you kind of want to look at age. It's not too much of an issue. As long as they've got good injury records, it's fine. Kind of thing. Um... But for me, well, he does green League One and he got that much needed experience we need. Because I personally think we're probably going to bring in two goalkeepers and let one of the other ones go. Because I think I one, of them, it, yeah. one of them needs to go. Uh, just, to get, just for their own thing to get football, play. Because it's all, this is the only problem with being a goalkeeper. If you want to go play football, sometimes you have to go non-league, lower league, just play and then get rise up. And they still in terms of goalkeeper, both our goalkeepers we've got now are still young. Who would you keep out of Dawson and Wildsmith? Oh God. Um Dawson. Yeah, you know what's weird? Because I've been banging the drum for Wildsmith so long. I'd say the same. I'd keep Dawson because Yes, his parries have, have, have traumatised me last season, right? And he was deservedly dropped. But I could see him 
becoming much more of an organizer. And I yeah. think he's potentially, in terms of shot stopping, he's probably better. Yeah. The problem with Joe, I think Joe's had that thing where he'd been close to getting that 13 roll and never got it and never pushed. And let's bet, very hard to put Kieran Westwood out the way when that's your number one. But mm. at the same time, I've not heard anything about him requesting to go out on loan or anything like that. And granted, I know he was injured for a long period of time, uh, which didn't help. But I just feel like there's an opportunity for, to lob our keepers out on loan when we had like Westwood to get the experience and then come back. And we've just not done that. Well, let's talk about, let's, let's bring in the same topic even. Let's talk about the keeper that you've brought to the table then because you've so, also gone for a goalkeeper as well. So let's go for I've, it. I've brought in David Stockdale. He's a good keeper. He's 35, but again, take age away from it. But still a you good keeper. Really keeper gone for ages. Let's be fair. Keeper can go on till like the 37 and still have good careers. Let, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So he kept 135 clean sheets in his career with 472 conceded. Lackluck with Wickham, he played 249 times in the championship. Got a good record, but got some much experience in net that we need. Dude, he was playing in League 2 last season. Have you checked that bit out? Yeah, I have seen that he was playing in League 2 last season. But at the same time, we can't be picky. No, but we don't have to go. No, no, for... no, no. But we're not in a position to just. Yes, he, there's nothing saying that Luke Daniels will come to Wednesday. There's nothing saying that saying David, David Stockdale will come to, come Wednesday. to Wednesday. The thing is, and just look at what a good experienced keeper is. And David Stockdale has been a good experienced keeper for a very long time. And that's what we need. We don't want to go for someone. I was looking at one that was like 28x Tottenham. Doesn't have a good record, but not enough experience. He's played at Worksop Town. In 2006, I, David started to play for yeah. Worksop Town. He likes playing. I think, I think that's the one thing we'll say yeah. for him because he's got so many loan moves. So here is, here is clubs, including loan moves. York, Wakefield, Worksop, Darlington, Fulham, Rotherham, Leicester, Plymouth, Ipswich, Hull twice, Brighton, Birmingham. Southend, Wickham uh, on loan, Coventry. Then Wickham again on loan, made it permanent, and then he went on loan to Stevenage. So he's been around. Yep. And his youth career was at uh, Huddersfield. And then I think I think he I think he was born in Leeds. Six foot three, so he's he's tall enough. Mm. I'd prefer Luke Daniels, even without the recent experience, because yes, he made five appearances last season. But I prefer, on paper, looking at Luke Daniels' cup run as opposed to five appearances at Stevenage. But I respect it. I respect yeah. it. And to be honest, price-wise, we probably would go for someone like David Stockdale. I would like to think releasing a player like Kieran Westwood, I would actually probably, even though I'm not up for this idea, play one of the two lads we've already got over Stockdale, personally. Yeah. Personally. I don't yeah. like that idea at all. No, but it, I, I probably would, mate, to be fair. It's probably, you oh. can see it happening. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the Euros are among us. Among us? Among us? Upon us. Jesus Christ. You've among been playing that game. or something. I've never played it. Never played it. Um, I just know that everybody says kind of sus now because of it. So, 
let's talk, even though the first England game has been played at the time of this podcast. Actually, yep. no, it's not. No, it hasn't. It's no, it hasn't. Eve. The podcast will be on the eve of the first Excellent. game. Excellent. And we probably won't break this out because the Euro, the Euros breakouts don't do they that don't well. Do well. But I'll probably just do something. I'll probably do some live talks with people about it, keep you guys engaged at some point. But that that all depends on my schedule and uh, my level of alcoholism during the Euros. So we're going to do what every other person has done, and we're not going to try and bait it out. We're going to give you our individual starting 11s for England at these Euros, who we think should start. You want me to and, go um, first? You can go first because I don't want mine to potentially change your mind on anything. Cause... So my starting lineup: Pickford, Shaw, Mings, Stones, Walker, Rice, Phillips, Rashford, Hang on, so you're playing, you're playing about playing... four? Yes. What are you playing? What, what's your formation? My formation is four, two, three, one. Okay, carry on. So, uh, so I'll start again. Pickford, Shaw, Ming, Stones, Walker, Wright, Phillips, Rafford, Mount, Bowden, Kane. Okay. So, where are you playing Rashford? He's on the wing. Which wing? Left. Cutting inside. It's the only wing. It's, the only, it's his best wing. He, he yeah. looks a bit confused on he the can, right. he can, he can, If he goes on the right, you watch him play these like, like going, which way do I go? Because he wants to cut on to that right and he just can't. Yeah. Um, why Mount? Um, I think he gives you a bit more of attacking ability in that little behind Kane that could just hit it if it comes to him, you know what I mean? He is a good player. He's a very good player. He's very good technically, but he's that kind of player that can give you that little bit of quality with one big hit. But so Foden. You could probably switch Foden and Mount between, but I prefer Mount in the middle. Oh, I hate this. Because there's also rumours that we might play a back five because of Maguire's injury. Who did you have? Mm. You, had, you had Stones and Mings together, didn't you? Yeah. You didn't play Maguire. No. Um, then again, I, I saw something this morning that was saying that Shaw could play the centre-back. Yeah, I saw that as well. He might be going as part of the back three. Um, I'm not going to do the five. We might redo this next podcast after the group stages, if we've even got through them. Right? So. Uh, I would, start Pick- I would start Pickford because um, I've actually be- I've been watching some weird things this week in terms of football, right? Don't get any ideas. Um, I've been watching the goalkeeper's training sessions because I've just let, you know, when you oh, let okay. YouTube just, just roll play and yeah. it's going into, because I watch a lot of football content for things, it rolled onto that and I looked at them all train and Pickford and Henderson are a class above what we've got there. I think Johnson did really well in the match he played, and that's obviously matters. But in terms of catching, in terms of actually using your brain as a goalkeeper yeah. and getting your goalkeeper positioning, I think Pickford's brilliant. And I think he's brilliant with his feet. And I think Henderson's nearly there. But I think Pickford, he's not let England down yet. You know, oh, yeah. and I think he's actually our, he is our best keeper and he has played in a side that distributes. Henderson's not played enough for me, but if there was ever anything wrong with Pickford, it would be Henderson for me. But I do think Sam Johnson's a very good shot stopper and he's very good mm. in those matches, but I don't think you throw him into the Euros Too soon. With, a, with it. So for me, it's Jordan Pickford in net. Um, I'm going to go with a back four. I'm going to go... Oh. 
Ah, oh, right. I'm only doing this because Mings has put the fear of God into me in the friendlies. Right. right? Yep. Because he nearly gave away a penalty and Villa fans say how many mistakes he's got in him. I'm putting John, I'm putting John Stones and Ben White together. Fair enough. I can see that. Um, I get the reasoning because, gee, the Christ, they're friendlies. No, I'm not. I'm not putting White in. White nearly made it for me there. I'm going to put Cody next to Stones. Because Stones is very good at... Org- uh, Cody's very good at organising. And Stones is a little bit faster than Cody. Cody's not the fastest centre-back. Yep. But he is the most like Harry Maguire for me to replace. I want Harry Maguire and Stones. That would be my ideal pair. Yeah. So I'm going to put Stones and Cody in there. Ben White also gets a shout. Did you also see, Leeds fans are ignoring this, but Ben White was talking about how Leeds pretty much didn't make him in an interview the other day because all the reporters yep. from Le- look Leeds and that, what I do ask <laughs> about like, <laughs> oh, so Leeds were, Bielsa was all this and he was just like trying to say, you do realise I've, all my clubs have played a part sort of thing and he played yeah. down the Leeds thing and um, I don't think that went down very well. Um, but I do think he's he's got the quality there, but, I think it's, for me, it's got to be John Stones and Connor Cody as that centre-back pairing. Luke Shaw, left-back. Kyle Walker, right-back. I read a stat about Kyle Walker that his energy bill is something to like 16 grand a year. It's the, if you've watched Man City this year, the speed mm, he, he, he can get it. back. Um, the fact that he managed to keep Mbappe quiet, things like that, for me, starts. Walker starts. I'd have started Trent because I like the attacking mindset of it, but because of who we've taken, I started Walker. Walker's our yeah. right back. The, the midfield's difficult because I'm not including Foden in the midfield now because I think he'll play him as an attacker. I think he'll play right. him on the wing. Um, for me... Uh, well, Rice is in there. And for me, for a while, that wasn't the case. But Rice is there. Do I do the typical British thing and play two holding so I can get more creative up front? No, I'm not. Or do I? (laughs) Decisions, decisions. The dilemma. I think I might want to play. It feels like we should have countdown music playing here while you're doing it. I know, I know. Because if I was to play two holding, I'd play, if Henderson's fit, I'd play um, Henderson and and Rice as the holdings, but I don't think I want to do that. We've got so much creativity. No, sorry. If I was to do it, I'd play Rice. Yep. Um, I would play... I really think this kid's got something special, so I'd, I'd give Bellingham a go. Fair enough, yeah. Um, because... He did look good in that friendly. Yeah, and you don't really know what he is. He kind of does everything, mm. and he can, he's got such maturity for his age. I think he could be someone special at a tournament like this. Harry Kane, obviously, centre striker. Yep. He's untouchable. Now, on the left wing, I think I'd actually... Obviously, I've only said two midfielders there because I'm still processing it all in my yes. brain with what I want to do um, if I'm playing 4-3-3. Left 
wing, okay. I want to play Grealish. Okay. Because I, I don't think Rashford's good enough at the minute. Fair I enough. think he's a quality player, but I don't think he's done it for England. And it's difficult because I love all his off-field stuff. I think he's a great dude. I think, I think that's all there. But I think I just look at the way he missed sitters and I don't think he's tournament ready for it. Sterling wouldn't be anywhere near, but I think he'll start Sterling, by the way. Right. Uh, but he, it, for me, it's Grealish on the left-hand side of Kane. Yep. Um, and then the right, He's surely going to play Sancho now, thinking about it. Yeah, I'm I'm putting Sancho there. For me, it's Grealish, Kane, Sancho. And then I think I'm lying to myself. I think I'm going to put Foden in behind. Right. Um, At that attacking. Yeah, in the De Bruyne role. Yep. Um, Are you sticking with that? Are you sure you're certain? Because you don't look it. Yeah, the the only one would be, would I... Because that's me sort of playing a flat midfield with yeah. with Foden slightly ahead, and the midfielders uh, Rice actually operating as a as a, a midfielder on the pivot and not really playing holdings. But if I was to be cautious, I'd play Phillips and Rice take Bellingham out as holding midfielders and put Foden there. But I could also put Mason Mount in this team for where I've put Bellingham. It's it's nice to have options, mm. you know. But I want to give Bellingham a chance because I think it be might be a bit... Uh, it's reckless what I've just done because I've put... Youthful he goes and how experienced he goes. Because there's a, there's a part of me that thinks he's going to go youthful and just go, go on, lads, have fun, go for it. It is, it is reckless putting uh, Bellingham and Grealish in the same team because they can both make magic happen. But it's because they can both make magic happen, I've put them in the same team. But Fair Grealish enough. for me has got to start. Yeah. Because of the way he's played for England recently. Well, we'll see what happens on... But I don't think he will. Sunday. Yeah, we will see. Um, community topics. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done these. Uh, and thank you for those who got them in in a short space of time. We did push the podcast record up because I've been very yep. busy and I'm going to be very busy. So uh, the first one is from Matthew Brammel, who says, where do you think Wednesday will finish this season? That is... Uh... This season, well, we already finished. <laughs> but oh, yeah, this, this uh, coming no, um, season, hot, It's a hard one to say because until I've seen what we do transfer-wise, I'm not sure. I want yeah, to I'm say... Yeah, I'm the exact same. I, 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 I want to say we're fighting. I want to say we're fighting promotion, but until we see what we bring in, I don't know what we're going to do because we could be in a situation where we've got more under 23s in our squad than we have active variant players yeah i know that's a bit I, of a cop out mate it is. we apologize but like uh, we can't i can't i can't say anything until the finances have been sorted out um, ask, ask that question again end of october we get, get asked over time in fairness don't we so uh mlw uh four is says thoughts on the league gregory rumors already talked about that yep also any plans to have ex-players managers on the podcast yes we've actually been speaking yes. to some of them um, we were going to get it all sorted for the summer, but everyone's off on their holidays, and it's just... Uh, Scheduling nightmare. As I said, we go through the official channels, don't use personals, don't do that. We make sure we do it all all thingy, because we don't... We obviously... We'd love to have a chat with these guys as friends, and we would on the, yeah. on the podcast on that friendly level, but we want to make sure we're being respectful going through the right ways. And it's also... 
we are slowly still building up our profile. We um, well, we well need to build seven up our months profile. in. Yeah, I think it's exactly. Seven months now, so so even though we have spoke, there is there is ex players that that are open to coming on and and doing it all. Trying to schedule it for the summer has been an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we are. We are probably going to have different types of guests on as well. I am very, very aware of falling into the trap of all of our traffic coming from guesswork, and that's why I made us a news podcast, you know. Um, So what I'm going to... When I bring guests on, I also want to bring on guests uh, from a different perspective, and you'll see what I mean when I bring certain guests on. You'll be like, who that? But you'll see what I mean when I do it. There's there's one... We um we started sharing ideas on the podcast again, and we're not yeah. going to do that again, are we? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I mean, they're robbed again. So, uh, Captain Nat says, favourite England goals, mine's Gascoigne against Scotland, Euro 96. So, mine's Beckham Greece free kick. The, yeah, I get all that from the... Ch- this is showing the eras again, but for me, nothing felt better, because I didn't do the night as I was very young. Um. Than that trippier. Everything's been downhill since that trippier free kick, so to speak. You know that semi-final yeah. free kick. I just remember hitting the apps, the ceiling. It was absolute scenes. It's my favourite England goal. Favourite England memory. Fair enough. And quite nice to see what the era were there. You got '96, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is very recent, isn't it? But like, um, I had I had I, when I was growing up, England were crap. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> when I started to get into football, it wasn't. It was sort of like the two thousands, you know. Mm. So it what it wasn't brilliant, but I I loved the tournament in uh, two thousand eighteen for so many reasons. I was like, I met Soph during that tournament. Hey. Uh, I was like drunk half of the summer, most of the summer because I was uh, I was uh, just before I, it was just before I started the job I'm currently doing. Ah, right. And I'd and I'd finished a job and I was self in employed but i'd just finished an acting job so because the tournament was on i was in a position just to take the entire summer off and i did take the entire summer off you just <laughs> drank I, I i had a great summer um a bit different this one so the last community topic for today uh, is from... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put my hands up i just read this one yeah well oh, you're gonna have it. to you're gonna have to wing it uh harley oh, norris says oh. Who are your top five goal scorers for the Euros? Go on, punk. You do yours, and then I'll put you to shame because I've researched it. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, Kane, Ronaldo. I want to say Mbappe, possibly. But I don't oh, think yeah. it. But, <laughs> interestingly say that, has anyone actually seen France That's... are falling apart already? Yeah, I've seen that. The They're back stuff. to fighting again. I have no idea because yeah. I haven't had a chance to research this. It's um, That's three. I'll let you have three. Thank you for making me realise I know how to count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, every little helps. Uh, not sponsored by Tesco, so <laughs> I, I've, I need to go. I need to have a lie down. Um, I've got go. Kane. Yep. Lukaku. Ah, right, yeah. Because I think Belgium are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Lewandowski, because I think he'll still bag for Poland, even though the side's not brilliant. Uh, not possibly, yeah. Um, 
I Isn't think, it mental how he nearly went I'm, to Blackburn? I'm going to be slightly controversial, and even though I want to say Ronaldo, I'm going to say Fernandez. All right, cool. Um, because I reckon Fernandez, there's already rumours that he's going to try and sort of like yeah. work his way up through, and I think this might be the tournament where he tries. Jota. Right. I think Portugal is going to score a lot of goals, and I think Fernandez and Jota could be it. And I think Ronaldo might not shine as much as he usually does. I'd, I, I, I want to, I kind of want to put Ronaldo in there instead of one of those two. But I'm gonna, I don't want to be the same as everybody else, basically. So I'm not gonna put Fair Ronaldo enough. in there. It could be Ronaldo's sort of like swan song tournament in a lot of ways in terms of him be competing at that level. But we'll see. And that means I've got one more. Controversially, I want to put Werner and say he's going to start bagging for his country. <laughs> that would be awesome if he did. Because um, he can still get in behind defences if he finds the net. Um, I don't think Mbappe is going to... I think Francis. I think I think France's goals are going to be collective. I think Griezmann's going to get a load. I think Mbappe is going to get a load. I think... I think like Giroud's I said, the whole, Fra- the whole France thing has gone insane again. They, they do like to go into t- tournaments grappling with each other. Like it's their mm. thing. We'll grapple with each other, and nine times ten, they either do really well or really badly. Do you know what? Who are they playing? I'm going to go for an old FIFA 3 throwback, and I'm going to say Paulson's going to bag quite a few and manage to get himself fifth. In the, in the top scorers, because um, yeah, I think I, I'm going to go for Paulson controversial one there as well. But yeah, I think I think the golden boot's going to be t- between uh, Kane and Lukaku. Mm. We'll, we'll have to see then. what happens because Kane scores goals, and I yeah. uh, I do back us to score goals this tournament. Even if we, I do worry about us getting out of the group. Because we saw, we're all saying like we're going to get out of the group and we're going to struggle in the next round. And yes, I, I fully respect that. I'm, I'm worried about the round after because we could come up against Portugal or Germany pretty yeah. much. But that sort of arrogance is what leads us to not getting out of the group. Yeah, focus on the group first, see what happens. But other than that, it's coming home. Anything, <laughs> uh, anything else to finish on today, Jake? No, just enjoy the start of the Euros and football. I think it's football on pretty much every day. So if you can wangle it to get it on the telly, do so. Yep. Uh, my life is going to be the work in the Euros for the next month or so. So we will uh, we will see uh, how yes. it all develops. We will talk to you next week on the next episode of Talking Wednesday Podcast. Obviously, uh, I will do a little bit of a plug here. If you do want to check out some of my tunes, click the link in the description. Uh, give them some streams because uh, music promotion is too expensive. So... We ain't doing it. <laughs> also, last time, last time we did it, the ad account got uh, got into some uh, oh, hacking God, yeah. issues. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trusting Facebook ever again because of that. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for watching this episode, watching, listening to this episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can get all your topics in the email addresses active for those who are just audio listeners. But that is it for this episode of Talking Wednesday, and. Uh, Until next week, take care, and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Yeah.